G'day. Talking about pedagogy with Ryan Shelton, Deputy Principal of Learning at Holy Cross College. This podcast is by teachers for teachers on the art and science of teaching. Holy Cross College is a pre-kindergarten to year 12 Catholic school situated in the metropolitan area of Perth, Western Australia. As an Apple Distinguished School, the college is a global leader in contemporary 21st century pedagogies that are Christ-centered and student-focused. The college's vision for learning allows for all students to be engaged, challenged, and progressing. Welcome to today's episode of Talking About Pedagogy. Today you actually find us at the Holy Cross College Professional Development Day for our uh, teaching staff and education assistants. It's a very special day. We're going to be conducting some vox pots throughout the day um, where you'll be able to tap into what our teachers are learning throughout the course of the day. Our overall theme today is our staff are sailing the six seas. They're going on a journey to look at how do we better embed the practice and the teaching of Michael Fullan's six C's across our um, pedagogy in the classroom, but also um, how do we build entrepreneurship sort of characteristics amongst our students. So they started the day by, um, we invited in four um, our corporate um, executives from a number of different industries uh, around to come in and share what they're looking for in graduate students. Then our staff have been working through six rotations in their um, junior school clusters and their learning areas, exploring each of the six C's led by our innovators. Um, and then they'll be finishing the day by planning out their next voyage and what they've learned from this. So please enjoy our Vox Pox, enjoy what our staff have to say today um, and we'll look forward to seeing you at the other side. I've got Christina here. Christina is one of our senior school health and phys ed teachers. Um, what have you learned so far, Christina? Um, I suppose the first session I went into was citizenship and um, realising the fact that we do citizenship within our lessons and not even realising it, it is citizenship. Um, just allowing the students to have a bit of choice in that game sense approach when you're talking PE um, and for them to collaborate with one another. That's citizenship. Right here, I've got Annette, who teaches in the early years. Annette, what have you learnt so far today? Well, honestly, Ryan, uh, this morning with the um, panel that we listened to was very interesting and quite eye-opening for me. I didn't think that I would get a lot out of it, but it was actually the contrary. Uh, many of the points that they brought up were things that I have come across within my um, experience, even though I'm a, only an early childhood... Um, what do you mean, only an early childhood teacher? <laughs> I mean that, you know, you're looking at the future uh, citizens of the world and I'm I'm starting with them when they're very young. Which is critical. But, well, you are correct. You are definitely correct. So that I have them at that very early, early, very beautiful pre-building um, stage. But they're, but you are. You're, you're, you're right. It's very important and it's a good foundation that we're building. I'm getting sidetracked. So some of the things that they were talking about is the fact that um, the things that we learn at school is not just that sort of academic thing, but it's also that everything is something that we can learn from. One of the points they made was 
even going to uh, McDonald's to have a job that is seen maybe not as a great job to start with, but can be a building block. You're always potentially going to learn something from that. And I think very much many of the teenagers of the society today think that everything needs to come to them. And there's no, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but proactiveness on their part, that they don't want to go out and find out ways of making themselves more um, attractive, but not even attractive, but more um, that people would be interested in them, whether that be in a working environment or just as a general person. One of them spoke even about his um, experience of being in a Catholic school and how his core values were very much demonstrated there and that whole thing of empathy and things like that. I think that that's a core skill that, that we all need to learn and the other one is, and then I'll be quiet, Ryan, is um, the whole fact of we are lifelong learners. That's mm. something I've very much learnt you probably have very aware that I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, but I feel that I'm always still learning and that it's something uh, that will happen to the day I die. And that's why you're a great teacher, Annette. Now, can I put you on the spot here? No. So thinking about all of that, right, um, what's one thing that that validates in your own pedagogy or one thing that you go, I, I definitely need to focus about on this in the classroom? Do you mean to regards to the... Um, what you're going to do with the kids in front of you next week? Well, something that I've learned in Miriam's um, session, can I talk yep. about that, was she, hers was focused on... And her on session was on... Critical thinking. Yep. So the thing that I came away from that and I gave her a bit of feedback was to say, when I went in there, I was thinking, my gosh, critical thinking is this huge big thing mm -hmm. that is too much for me to take on with my beautiful little U2 students with me. But I came away feeling more confident, even starting at a, a small stage or at the... The, the foundational stage of let's talk about or even discuss how we can um, talk about our thinking process, that it's about thinking, it's about the process and how do you come up with that end product or that end result or that mm -hmm. end answer. Let's talk about that and that's the important thing. And in, in being part of Miriam's session, it's made me feel more confident and ready to attack and let's talk about our actual thinking. So it was very beneficial. Yeah, Peter is our Vice Principal. Uh, what's one thing you've taken out of today? I know from the Q&A this morning. Yeah, I, I found the Q&A particularly uh, fascinating, particularly what they were emphasising, what I, wasn't what I was expecting. I thought out of the six Cs they'd emphasise um, the creativity elements out of that in particular and the creative, the, the critical thinking skills. That's what I would have anticipated. Yeah, I was probably the same yeah. going into it. But what I, what I realised that they were more interested in those character and citizenship qualities, you know, particularly about the drive and commitment of uh, the... the the kids, the motivation, ambition, attitude. There was an inquiring mind they asked for, but a desire to work and lifelong learning. Mm. That's what I got out of it. I thought yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was fantastic. And they were really for, for like that really strong skill set of communication. Weren't they? There was one of our panelists was from um, a TAFE industry kind of background, and he was talking about young people, us in education, needing to spend a bit more time with young people to communicate effectively. Yeah, and another character one that I really was, was interested in was that they, they talked about the quality of being able to look someone in the eye, shake their hand and communicate verbally. You know, there was some, some concern about uh, the, the young people today communicating digitally all the time and not, not having that capacity to face-to-face -to -face communication um, and communicate and collaborate with other people in the workplace. And it's something I've seen you do with students where you like them to shake hands and say hello, Mr. Collins. And Yeah, I think that's a great thing. And that's why I've had to come up with a Thermian salute because you can't uh, shake hands during COVID. <laughs> that's right. Now I've got here Miriam, and Miriam is one of our innovators in the middle school. And she ran a workshop today on critical thinking. Can you explain to us what your workshop was about today, Miriam? 
Um, today we looked specifically at the theories of Philip Balkan um, coming out of um, the University of British Columbia in Canada, um, looking into his framework around critical thinking. Um, and it's really nice because it's a nice move away from the idea or the connotations that critical thinking is about judgment or um, challenging or critique for critique's sake. It's coming more from this idea of an intellectual humility. And what would you want to see in the classroom from the teachers when they're trying to pursue critical thinking? Um, look, there's lots of things, but today we looked at assessment design. So embedding some critical thinking practices into assessment design. So that's things like um, students having to really show the background knowledge in every assessment um, and also incorporating into every assessment design um, a bit of value or a bit of marks allocation for um, thinking and planning rather than the output or the solution. Got here Chris who, who teaches in um, the arts and particularly through drama and does a great job through senior school. Um, what have you learnt today? So the, the six C's are obviously such an integral part of everything we do here at, here at the college and um, for me I've always thought creativity is kind of our key one but it's been really interesting to kind of think about how things like citizenship and communication uh, and how we can actually apply them to the arts and, and particularly in practical learning areas as to how that actually works and what it looks like for us. So it's been really great sort of taking them and, and grappling with them and, and really seeing how we can uh, apply them in a practical setting. Have you thought about one, one thing you might do for citizenship in the arts? Yeah, so I think citizenship is obviously looking at uh, obviously the bigger picture and looking at how um, the arts can be taken out into the community and, and how it can go the other way. So things that happen in society can actually impact the classroom. So yeah, getting students um, sort of approaching them, their, their global connections uh, with, with theatre and with music and, and looking at how that can really inform what they do in the classroom would be something that I'll definitely try and try and tackle. So I've got here Hannah and Hannah's one of our learning innovators in the junior school here at Holy Cross and she ran the session today on communication. Hannah what was your workshop about? Today the teachers looked at how to communicate effectively with each other, with their colleagues, with the students and with parents as well. Um, the, student, the teachers went through a range of models where they looked through a Google Currents community, they participated in some games and they also did a quiz on communication to identify their communication style. Excellent. And what would you want to see them do in the classroom with what you learned, uh, work with today? To appreciate the different communication styles of the students and of their colleagues to work more effectively with communication skills um, and to implement some new strategies such as the games in their classrooms. So I've got here Abby. Now Abby teaches in kindergarten, so they're very, very little kids. They're normally about four years old in kindy, three yes. to four. Um, so what have you learnt today and what do you want to do with it? Okay, so today I've learnt a lot about communication and how important it is to teach um, our kindy students clear communication skills. Um, there's a game that I want to play with the kindy kids and it's a mystery box game. So inside the box you can't see any of the objects and you have to get the kids to pop their hand in and they have to be able to describe that object. So really important, they have clear communication and describing words and um, it also helps their friends to listen to them as well. So I think that will be awesome to try back in the classroom. That's right, so getting it right at kindy yes. will make a big difference if we could keep doing all the way through to year 12 to set them up for the life after school. Absolutely. So I've got Laura here. Now Laura teaches science and uh, particularly in the senior school, um, human bio and bio. Um, what's one thing you've taken out today? 
So something that I've learned today is that it's less about the content that we teach and more about the way in which we teach us and the process that we undergo that continues to progress those soft skills in our students that makes them eligible for the progression to tertiary or to TAFE. So is there a particular um, like process that you're thinking in your head at the moment, I want to embed that into my classroom? I think allowing for students to have more autonomy in their learning, to really progress in science, the inquiry-based skills that allow them to communicate, to allow the development of the criti critical thinking and the collaboration with their peers. I've got Simon here. Simon teaches health and PE and outdoor ed, and he teaches right down to the little kids and all the way up to the big kids. One thing you've learned today, and, and what, how would you apply that into your own practice? Yeah, one thing I learned today, uh, I found critical thinking to be a really good focus for the PE kids out there in terms of how we assess. Uh, we're really focusing on uh, what's happening before the end outcome, which is a goal or getting into the end zone. So we're focusing on the kids uh, performing some sort of strategy to try and get to the end goal. Uh, what are their different uh, options and if they're able to do that success successfully then they're able to achieve a high mark as opposed to saying you've scored a goal so you get the mark. So that's quite different to a traditional PE setup because traditionally you just learn how to kick a ball, don't you, in PE? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, traditionally if you can kick a football and it spins the right way and it goes through the two sticks, then you can get those marks as opposed to if you can wobble the ball over to someone that's in running in free space, then they're able to get the mark because they've actually understood um, the best point of practice at that time. Here with me right now is Ben and Ben teaches our senior school religion and life course. And Ben, one, one thing you've learned so far today? So one thing that really stood out to me this morning was the idea that we really need to teach our students to learn. Um, and so it's the, the skills, the values, um, all of that that goes to actually developing a, a sense of growth and, and a growth mindset. Um, and that is what's essentially preparing them then for, for life after school. So I've got Jenny here, and Jenny works with our students with disabilities. Um, what's one thing that you've captured today? Um, today probably has reinforced the importance of communication for me, both with students um, and teachers. Uh, it's important to know what your communication skills are and, and where you come from when you're communicating with those students and teachers. But it's also important to realise how that other students and teachers like to communicate so that you can um, collaborate and contribute to their communication. So I've got here Tanya. Now Tanya's one of our uh, innovators here at Holy Cross and Tanya's been running um, today's workshop on citizenship. Do you wanna give us the listeners a bit of a rundown as to what you've been doing today? Yeah, sure. So what I've been focusing on today is really breaking down this term of citizenship into practical skills and behaviours and actions that we want to see in the classroom. Um, we then looked at some literature about 21st century competencies and ways that we can really use technology to embrace um, citizenship in all of our lessons. So from your perspective as the expert of citizenship, what do you want to see in the classroom from a pedagogical standpoint about how we leverage citizenship? I think citizenship can be used across all different areas by embracing things like giving the students a voice, giving students opportunities for leadership and students opportunities to participate in the world around them because at its core I think citizenship is about being connected to your world in an authentic way. 
I've got here Amy, Amy, one of our innovators in the junior school, and she ran today's workshop on character. Amy, why don't you go through your workshop today? So today we explored um, character across the um, K-12. So we looked at how character starts from little ones and how it um, continues through to when they are older and on a kind of community and global scale. We brainstormed and celebrated all of the things that we're already doing in our classrooms. Um, and then we had the opportunity to have a look around at some resources and some videos on how we can better develop our character through reflections and feedback, um, through self-regulation, growth mindset, and recognizing our emotions. Now I've got here Paul Murphy, and Paul's one of our deputies who oversees um, all of our pathways and everything that goes on with the senior school students. Um, Paul, what did you take out of the Q&A this morning, and what do you think it should mean to other deputy principals out there? One of the most important things for me, I guess, when you're looking at a year 11 and 12 is that the amount of a compliance from SCASA and other government agencies and what we do, but we've got to remember that pedagogy is still key, even up in year 11, and that those six C's and employability skills still need to be part of what we do there, because I think they're an important motivator for our students to do well uh, at the end of year 12. Do you think there are any key messages from these corporate people this morning um, that we need to take back to our students? Yes, I think it's about having motivation. Having a go is very clear from the people in all different industries. So in, one of them, for example, said, you know, not having that sit on the couch mentality. You've got to give things a go. It might not be your lifelong dream, but by having that go, you never know where that will lead. Now I've got here Courtney, and Courtney's one of our learning innovators for digital technologies here at Holy Cross. And you've been running a workshop on collaboration. And how's it been going? What have you been doing? It's been going really well. Um, we have been looking at Kagan Cooperative Learning today here in the collaboration space because collaboration is something that a lot of our staff here are doing really well already. So we wanted to dive into something a bit different. Uh, staff have been showcasing what they already do using uh, Mentimeter or menti.com. Uh, and then we've jumped straight into an escape the room style challenge today where staff have broken off into their learning area teams. They've had to scan a QR code, which took them to a Google form, which has four Kagan related tasks that they've had to complete today. The staff haven't been able to progress to the next task until they've used their collaborative skills to crack the code and attain a certain code word. It's been lots of fun. That's awesome. Now, if I walked into a classroom, right, and maybe you're teaching it, and I'm looking for collaboration, what do I want to see? Well, what do you want to see? So, uh, if we were looking at some of the Kagan structures that we've been using today, uh, you definitely wouldn't see me calling on individual students to answer questions. We'd be seeing a lot more encouragement of students discussing their ideas on topics and that sort of thing, um, because that way we involve all students in the process, not just one or two. So I've got here Mark, and Mark is a humanities teacher and business and enterprise teacher, RE teacher, he's a bit of a licorice all sorts teacher here at Holy Cross, does a fantastic job. Mark, what have you taken out of today? Well, I thought there were some great uh, sessions that I've been in so far, um, but the one for me is the critical thinking session that uh, Miriam has, has delivered today. Uh, particularly uh, resonate, things that resonated with me that I wanted to really put into the next uh, a uh, lot of lessons that I'm going to be planning over the forthcoming weeks is the habits of mind that really sort of resonated in the fact that critical thinking is a habit rather than a skill is something I need to really try and implement into all of my lessons. 
Now I've got here Emily Lowe. Emily's actually a friend of the podcast. She's uh, famous for our episode on embracing the change. As one of our middle school innovators, Emily ran a workshop today on creativity. Um, can you tell us about what your workshop was about today? So we had two focuses for our workshop today. The first was looking at different modes and methods of creative expression and the different ways that we could perhaps bring some unexpected creative expression into uh, the various learning areas, both in the junior school and the middle school, and also in learning enrichment. But the second part was looking at creativity as a method of problem solving. So often problem solving is looked at as solely the, the hallmark of critical thinking, whereas we talked a little bit about how we might encourage students to integrate both right and left sides of their brain to think about the options they can come up with when faced with a problem, um, both academic problems and also when faced with choices about things like behaviour and self-regulation. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. As you would have heard, our staff have had a great time learning. We've got an excellent learning culture at Holy Cross. And I'm so proud of our staff for everything that they do in growing themselves so they can better um, support our students. Good luck and we'll see you next week. If you know any awesome educators that we should have on this podcast, please reach out. Thanks for listening to the Talking About Pedagogy podcast from Holy Cross College. Be sure to find us at holycross.wa.edu.au and follow us on Twitter. Goodbye, God bless, and thank you for being my friends. Thank you.